0: This is Truth 101, our world chocolate lentils. Truth 101, Truth 101, hey. Truth 101, Truth 101, oh. Truth 101, Truth 101, hey. Truth 101, Truth 101, alright. What's up everybody? It's your girl, your auntie. Your favorite singer-songwriter, your favorite political commentator, your crazy cousin from the country, Music Truth. You're listening to episode six of Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses, the show where we dive into any and everything until we get to the bottom of it, where we get to the bottom of everything from politics and pop culture to why people with big arms make the best grits. So y'all, this has been stewing on me for the past two weeks, and I'm going to get right into it. And I'll be honest with you, this episode is going to ruffle some feathers, but I hope that as always, it simply provides some food for thought. It certainly gave me some things to think about, and I hope that it will do the same for you. So this week's question is, what about us? And to be honest with you, that question is loaded. It gets at that one person who writes, What about us? in the comments section of a post on immigration at the borders or a post on the poverty faced by Native Americans here in the States. It's that one person who tells you to pick workers' rights over women's rights. What about us? What I'm getting at here is the point of view that there is a hierarchy of oppression and a denial of intersectionality when it comes to issues within the Afro-American community and within the United States in general. Just a couple weeks ago, a brother told me that I better focus on black issues first, because if I were to get stopped by police, they'd likely shoot me for that before any other hat I wear. While it cannot be denied that visible characteristics are more likely identifiable within marginalized groups, the idea that one pain must take priority over the other in the pursuit of liberty and justice for all is misguided. Let's unpack this. The great poet and black activist Audre Lorde was also a woman and a member of the LGBT community. And she wrote a poem called, quote, There is no hierarchy of oppressions. I suggest you read it in full, but I'll just read an excerpt for you here. She says, I simply do not believe that one aspect of myself can possibly benefit from the oppression of any other part of my identity. She goes on to say, I cannot afford the luxury of fighting one form of oppression only. I cannot afford to believe that freedom from intolerance is the right of only one particular group, and I cannot afford to choose between the fronts upon which I must battle these forces of discrimination wherever they appear to destroy me, and when they appear to destroy me, it will not be long before they appear to destroy you. In his letter from Birmingham jail, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said so clearly and mightily, and justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You see, one cannot be woke and asleep or blind to the plight of other marginalized groups because you believe their issues do not impact you directly. That makes one woke, but asleep at the wheel, as I like to say. There's the idea that we're incapable of sharing empathy for other groups' narrative of injustice throughout their history. It's the idea that no one acknowledges our pain, and that if no one acknowledges our pain, then no pain should be acknowledged. Black people are human just like everyone else, and we are perfectly capable of walking and chewing gum at the same time. The human emotion demonstrates a myriad of Variation and empathy is one of them. We can empathize with the history of the Holocaust atrocity, and still fight for justice and the unraveling of systemic racism in our justice system and end to the prison-industrial complex, and end to police brutality and racial profiling, and end to discrimination in the workplace, and end to the excessive imprisonment of nonviolent crimes and end to barriers to the exercising of our civil and political right to participation, all at the same dang time. I can acknowledge the pain of displaced Palestinians in the Middle East. Immigrants currently right here at our border seeking asylum and fight the good fight for equality right here at home. You see, I cannot afford to put my head in the sand and ignore the plight of other groups for one minute. Because I wear too many hats as a black American Southern middle-class woman who is also a member of the LGBT community. I have no choice but to walk and chew gum at the same time. A choosing of one front over the other denies a part of my identity, freeing oneself while the other gasps for air. I may be free, beautiful and black, but I still need equal pay access to health care, and a right to have the only say over my body, for the rich to pay in their fair share of taxes, safe working conditions on the job, and a general right for people to stay out of my business. You see, tackling only issues of race will not solve every issue that I face as a black middle-class woman in this country. You see, there's intersectionality within the black community. You may think that issues of orientation, equality do not impact us, but there are black members of the LGBT community. You may think that issues of immigration do not impact us, but there are plenty of black immigrants right here from the Caribbean throughout Latin America and various countries within the continent of Africa. Issues of immigration impact us too. And when we get things right for these marginalized groups. It makes it better for all marginalized groups who face discrimination. You see, members of the white and LGBT community marched right along with us during the civil rights movement because they took a moment to understand that there was value in fighting a fight that may or may not impact you directly. In the 60s and 70s, there were other groups of color who rallied right along with the Black Panthers. Richard Aoki, he was an Asian American Black Panther member. Look him up. He saw value in our protection and liberation, even if it didn't impact his community directly. To this day, there are still groups such as Asians for Black Lives and Latinos for Black Lives. Google them. They don't miss a march. There is no hierarchy of oppression. We don't have to compete. The Civil Rights Movement didn't just bless Black people. It made it better for all people of color got the country to take a hard look at other areas of improvement for other groups that face discrimination, those same groups that may intersect within the black community, including issues of gender inequality and workers' rights. Affirmative action didn't just bless people of color. It addressed discrimination of any reason, including disability or gender. It made it better for everyone. The American Disabilities Act didn't just bless folks with disabilities, it benefited us all. Don't you use the wheelchair ramp when you're moving boxes with a hand truck? Doesn't it make it a little easier for you, even if you have the full use of your limbs? That little dent in the sidewalk is not for you. It's for wheelchairs. But didn't it bless us all? The fight to ensure that migrant workers are paid a livable wage and aren't living in harsh conditions or being mistreated, it puts a microscope on big corporations who directly benefit from these injustices and brings about the type of legislation and reforms that close loopholes based on greed. Doesn't that help us all? Isn't that good? Ain't it all right, (laughs) y'all? So in closing, I'd like to quote Martin Njomler, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that because I don't speak German. He was a Lutheran pastor in Germany who started out as a Hitler supporter, but ended up saying these very famous words when he was sent to a concentration camp himself. He said, First they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. And I'll leave you with that. That's the truth about competing oppressions. And that's what you tell people when they ask, what about us? Peace, babies, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back where we'll toss around another point of interest and get to the bottom of it as best we can. Please send me your questions. You can inbox me on our newly refreshed website, musictruth.com, or our fan page, facebook.com musictruth. That's M-U-S-I-Q, truth, or DM me on social media. Just Google Music Truth. You can find me there. It's Truth 101, Truth 101, Truth 101, world through chocolate lenses. You got questions, I got answers, ain't no use pretending. We can talk it out, chop it up till we get bored. Research it, flip it, scratch it, or throw it straight out the door. It's Truth 101, I world through chocolate lenses. Sending your questions, cause knowledge we straight spitting and die you, you got questions, we got answers. Ain't no use pretending. Chop it up, talk it out. Knowledge we straight dripping. This is Truth 101. Hey. Our world is chocolate.